It's a new year and a new chance for you to make a fresh start with your compliance. For the next 31 days on the FCPA Compliance Report, we're going to be bringing you a daily tip, strategy, or idea that you can use to improve your program. Here's your host, Tom Fox, the Compliance Evangelist. This month's sponsor of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is Affiliated Monitors. Founded in 2004, Affiliated Monitors provides professional, independent, integrity monitoring and ethics and compliance assessments nationally and internationally and across almost all industries. With its knowledge of effective ethics and compliance programs and cultures, Affiliated Monitors is respected for its work as the corporate monitor on matters ranging from multinational corporations to small and mid-sized companies and even individuals. Having served in over 750 monitorships, no one has more experience as an independent monitor than the team at Affiliated Monitors. For more information on how an independent monitor can help improve your company's ethics and compliance program, visit this month's sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, at www.affiliatedmonitors.com. Incorporating compliance into the long-term strategy. How does a board incorporate compliance into the long-term strategy of a company? Obviously, many of the techniques and uh, processes and policies that we've talked about are important in creating a long-term strategy, but there's some very specific ways that I want to outline for you today that you can utilize for your board to help the chief compliance officer and the compliance function put compliance, a long-term strategy in place around compliance. And I took these thoughts from a white paper issued by State Street Global Advisors entitled Incorporating Sustainability into a Long-Term Strategy, and I've adapted them for the compliance arena. So the first thing you need to do is develop a framework for evaluating your approach to compliance. And here there are three key steps. The first is, have you identified the material compliance issues relevant to your business? Now, this is not all of the compliance issues, but it's the material compliance issues. So uh, how have you identified those going forward? Step two. Have you assessed and, where necessary, incorporated these compliance issues into your long-term strategy? So some companies or compliance officers will have a one-, three-, and five-year strategy, and that's certainly a good starting point. But have you incorporated the material compliance issues into your long-term strategy going forward? And finally, has the company communicated its approach to compliance issues and the influence of those factors on its long-term strategy. One of the key concepts we've talked about throughout this podcast series is the board and company communication. The board has an obligation to, to communicate down or oversee senior management communication to all relevant stakeholders. Those include the employees, shareholders, may include third parties in the supply chain, key third-party suppliers. It may include customers, and it may include those that help you sell in the third-party sales chain. So there are six questions that you can utilize to help you address compliance issues and the long-term strategy for compliance. 
Number one, have you identified compliance issues material to your business? Many companies will conduct peer reviews to identify compliance-related key performance indicators, or KPIs. Some companies are adopting, and indeed many companies are adopting, a more quantitative approach to identifying material and materiality and prioritizing KPIs using analytical tools uh, to quantify both the um, environmental and social impacts of compliance. KPIs are further managed through using management information systems, uh, data analytics tools, algorithms, and even AI to help facilitate both internal understanding and public reporting. Life cycle assessments are an example of how companies can identify the environmental and social areas that are most impacted through a product's life cycle. And this information can be supplemented by both your internal and external stakeholder engagements to prioritize compliance areas by materiality. Number two, has the company analyzed and incorporated compliance issues where relevant into its long-term strategy? At some point, boards get regular updates on compliance, uh, whether that be a quarterly uh, update from a chief compliance officer, an annual meeting, or something else. And this needs to be um, further incorporated into your long-term strategy. Obviously, having a chief compliance officer who reports directly to the board is a key component of that, and having that information flow to what I advocate should be the compliance committee, I think is the way to go. Number three, does the company consider long-term compliance trends in its capital allocation decisions? Now, I found this very interesting and, and really in a direction we haven't focused on because this is not something that a chief compliance officer or indeed an entire compliance function will consider uh, often, which is capital allocation decisions. This is beyond simply headcount or uh, annual budgeting. So some companies have incorporated compliance and strategic planning and capital allocation decision-making process and have made early investments which help you realize benefits through really brand differentiation, uh, allows you to put new lines of business in even while lowering the risk profile of the company and improving access to capital. The reality is if you have an effective compliance program, you are more nimble and more agile and can move more quickly. So how have you looked at this from a capital allocation decision <coughs> standpoint? Number four, is your board equipped to adequately evaluate and oversee the compliance aspects of your long-term strategy? And here, you need to make sure the board is actively engaged on emerging risks and opportunity as they relate to compliance. While some companies give uh, oversight uh, to the audit committee, as you know, I've advocated a compliance committee staffed by at least one director-level person with ac ac actual compliance experience. So is the board equipped to adequately uh, fulfill its obligations. And this is where uh, you need to look at not only the skill levels of the board, but if you think back to the prior episode on succession planning, uh, how has the board planned for uh, the compliance committee of the board? Number five, does the company's reporting clearly articulate the influence of compliance around its strategy. 
In your discussions with investors and shareholders, do you communicate your approach to compliance and the extent which compliance factors are integrated into or impact your strategy? So have you put this uh, as a material aspect of how you will do business going forward? Are you articulating that you will only want to do business with similarly listed uh, ethical companies? But even if you dive down more deeply, think about doing business with companies with compliance programs. Have you assessed their compliance programs? Is that part of the goals that you have uh, to measure that you will do business with uh, going forward? So a wide variety of ways to communicate your uh, influence of compliance into your stakeholders and shareholders going forward. And finally, number six, is the board incorporating key compliance drivers into performance evaluation and compensation programs? Obviously, the Department of Justice has made clear that they want to see companies engaging in incentives and disincentives around compliance. However, has the board based any uh, direct compensation of its senior executives around this issue? What about the board itself? I'm not talking about clawbacks, although that can certainly be a part of it if uh, something scant does happen. What about positive incentives going forward? So what are your three key takeaways today? The first one is, do you have a long-term strategy regarding compliance? Many boards will look at compliance simply from the tactical level, and I would suggest you need to look at it from the strategic level, long-term strategic level. Two, what is your framework for evaluating your approach to compliance? How do you do that? How do you have that? And then three, really thinking about capital allocation. What is a company doing around capital allocation and does that involve your chief compliance officer and compliance function? This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to day 17 of One Month to a Better Board, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 18. This is Tom Fox. Thank you for joining for today's episode of 30 Days to a Better Board. This series is based on my seminal work, Doing Compliance, Design, Create, and Implement an Effective Compliance Program. It's available from Compliance Week, and you can check it out on their website, compliancework.com. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program, where in the month of August, we're going to take a look at the role of the Board of Directors in a Best Practices Compliance Program. Once again, thanks to our sponsor, Affiliated Monitors, for sponsoring this month's series. This production of 31 Days to a More Effective Compliance Program is a special production of the Compliance Podcast Network. I hope you will join me again tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.